As the market shifts to an environment with larger overall out-of-pocket costs, how does one company shape a new service that helps patients purchase medical care? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode is sponsored by Care One Advocates. Navigating healthcare is complex. Care One Advocates provides personalized healthcare support to employers and their employees in an on-demand, 24-7, 365 environment. To learn more about how Care One creates white-labeled broker solutions that help you build your brand, go to our website at shiftshapersonline.com. In today's episode of Shift Shapers, we're really, really pleased to have uh, Gustav and Dr. Eric Hoyer, two brothers, who are co-founders of Galen. And Galen's a startup, and they're just kind of in their initial launch phase. But we thought it would be interesting because it's such a different model and a, a different idea than anything that we've seen in the marketplace before that it would be a really interesting conversation to have to bring it to you now while even some of their work is in the, in the more formative stages, albeit the final formative stages. So, gentlemen, welcome to Shift Shapers. Thank Thanks. you. Good morning. Good morning. Would you guys talk about your backgrounds a little bit and uh, kind of how you got to where you were the point that you are at today? Well, I'll start with that. Uh, this is Eric and I'm a physician and I've been practicing uh, radiology for well, around 20 years and, and uh, have seen healthcare really from the inside from a, from a practicing standpoint and have really seen the changes, most notably in the last four or five years that have been brought on and just have experienced this restlessness in healthcare. And uh, it seems as, as time has gone on that the solutions are becoming fewer and uh, the complexity and the difficulty of getting what I do as a physician, which is compassionate medical care delivered to a patient, is becoming more difficult. And um, really just seeing this trend and uh, along with my brother felt that it was time to think about ways that maybe we could get that trend working in another direction. And Gustav, what's your background been? My background is mostly in technology and have worked in a variety of large corporate settings. I have worked for software companies, have developed a lot of code, really wear the technological hat. And for me, the way I came to this project with my brother was thinking that the, the ease and simplicity and the convenience we enjoy because of modern mobile technology and computing technology, the internet and the web, would eventually manifest itself in this somewhat messy world of healthcare and, and felt very passionately that these tools empower consumers. And what was interesting is with my brother's background and mine, you really see the two keystones of, of what Galen is, is, is a, a physician's perspective into the business and then a technologist's passion for creating empowering technologies. Now, the shift you guys saw was in a very particular and, and quite interesting, at least to me, and I know to our audience will be, a particular facet of the entire healthcare universe. Talk a little bit about that. Well, as healthcare and all the changes have unfolded, the thing that has become 
I think, apparent both to physicians but also to patients, and I, I'd like Gustav to elaborate more on that, but is that healthcare is occurring more and more at arm's length. What do I mean by that? Well, the delivery of healthcare, the product itself, even though it's amongst the most compassionate services as a society that we provide to one another, is becoming less and less personal. It's becoming less and less compassionate, less and less intimate, because it's occurring at the arm's length. The arm's length is more and more of the regulatory challenges, more and more of the payment system challenges. I, I think both physicians and, and patients we're feeling, are feeling more and more alienated, if you will, from, from the actual product, which should be very intimate and very personal. So as, as things are moving more and more in, into this sort of large conglomerate uh, regulatory sort of a direction, it seemed like what we really needed to do was, was revisit what is healthcare. You know, I think both of us agree that healthcare is, is something that occurs whether or not there's a society. It's that foundational. It's that basic of a human interaction. It's one of the very first things we did for each other in the civil society. And, and that intimacy, that primary function, we should go back to that and start there and see if we can find a new way to deliver healthcare that really respects that relationship that there's two people in a room that are working on a problem and it's rooted in compassion and the freedom of both parties to interact and respect and listen without the interference of sort of the indifferent regulatory universe, if you will. So let's hone in a little bit. Exactly what does Galen do? And then we'll talk a little bit about who your target market is. So Galen is really an attempt to bring clarity to the problem of finding this medical care and having experienced various insurance arrangements and, and HSAs throughout my career, realizing that my ability to engage that decision, how do I connect with that provider and, and how do I understand what sort of price implications and what are the constraints, everything from provider networks to payment terms, all of that machinery being an impediment, being off-putting, and, and realizing that in every other avenue of our modern life, we expect the convenience of technology to help us navigate the marketplace. What is the price that I will pay? What are my options? How can I be empowered to make choices from travel to consumer goods, you name it, every aspect of our commercial life? is a huge availability of marketplace information. That seems to be really difficult to find in, in the medical care space. And so the heart of it is giving patients tools to find physicians, both price and, and to consider what their offerings are and make choices that they're empowered to choose physicians freely from those who will list in Galen. And then we also provide tools to providers to be the other half of that marketplace and incent them to have price clarity to meet the patient, not through their specialty. Say you're a pulmonologist. Well, most folks wouldn't really know what a pulmonologist does, but they may know they have trouble breathing. And so we are also trying to put tools that, that allow patients to find the care they need in a way they can understand without navigating the vagaries of medical terminology, and then to know what those prices are. And We'll get into why that, I think, is increasingly relevant with all the changes in the insurance marketplaces, the increase of deductibles, the awareness of patients of, of price, 
these sorts of tools are going to have to be there to support an efficient marketplace that satisfies patient and provider. And who's your target market? Right now, we're focusing a lot on the uninsured. They're a natural constituent, and these are folks who are cash buyers but may not even realize they can enter the marketplace. These are folks whose default channel of medical care may be the emergency room or never. And this is a notoriously difficult niche of patients. But as we have gone with a very natural, obvious constituency, we realize, in fact, our constituency is anybody with a deductible of any significance. If you are paying for a plan that's a $5,000 deductible, you're a cash buyer to that amount. And while professionals in the field understand that, many people who are insured don't quite understand yet they really are effectively cash buyers for a large amount of routine health care. We're not focused on the chronically ill. We're very careful to say that those, those extremely high cost and long-term sorts of arrangements aren't appropriate for our service. But for someone who has a sore shoulder, someone who uh, needs to get it, they have a sore tummy and they need to get into a doctor and they don't want to use the more costly channels, the deductible world, that high deductible world, these are cash buyers and we're trying to bring optimization for them. And now a word from our sponsor, Care One Advocates. A recent survey revealed that brokers spend just 38% of their time selling. How much more productive could you be if you had a partner who was always available when clients called your office asking questions about their plan? And what if that partner provided a more in-depth level of service? How's that possible? Care One's Broker Advantage is a coordinated resource for your healthcare clients and their employees. When they have a question, anything from what is a deductible and how does it work or finding the right doctor to complex pharmacy and medical issues, scheduling appointments, and even help with record transfers, Care One answers the call with your agency name and provides all the information with down-home, friendly service. Care One Advocates is committed to helping you to build your brand while increasing the value you bring to your clients. Care One does the work, and you get the credit. To learn more about Care One's range of services and how you can generate a better customer experience, improved outcomes, and spend more time selling, go to our website, shiftshapersonline.com. I want to be clear, and I know it's something that you guys stress a lot. Is this health insurance? Yeah, and that's, that's really a critical question. This is not health insurance by any means. And in fact, what we're doing is bringing medical care to a marketplace, making it visible and clear, and allowing patients to come view that marketplace, the, the offerings therein, and make their own selection. And then they, they are purchasing this medical care just as they would uh, purchase, uh, say, from a list of books on Amazon or, or whatever service that they might do. It's, it's really a free marketplace where the healthcare is purchased and it's purchased up front. And that's really one of the things that really is radically different about this. I think most people are aware that healthcare. The business as usual, the way things typically work is always in one, two, three months in arrears, meaning it's it's three months down the road before that visit to the doctor is settled and goes through the insurance company and, oh, it turns out that you're in your deductible, so you actually owe that money. And now you're two months later and you're trying to sort out what it is you owed. You didn't realize you owed that much. And most of those challenges disappear. 
when patients are able to see up front what the price is, they know exactly from the get-go how much this visit is going to cost. By purchasing it right at that moment, they're getting tremendous price efficiency. All the complexity and the expense of figuring out the cost after the fact through the large insurance mechanism, all of that disappears. And it becomes the patient purchasing the medical care at the value of the care itself. When we talk about pricing, and I don't think most people are aware of this, what's added to the, uh, you go to a doctor, you have a procedure, whatever the particular code is, that has a, a price. If, if you kind of decompartmentalize it, that, that has a particular price. But by the time it goes through all the other pieces, there are costs added on cost of money, cost of waiting, all of those things, more or less for the average listener to understand how much is added on average to a particular code at a physician's office by the time it gets all the way through the insurance carrier mechanism. And that's, that's a great question because it's a wide range, but it's very substantial. And it really begins with the prices that are charged. Most third-party payers or insurance companies negotiate with doctor's offices for a certain price that that doctor's office will charge for a certain service. They do that up front, long before patients come and see the doctor. That's already agreed upon. And those prices are often negotiated uh, sort of in a closed space, meaning one doctor doesn't know what another doctor's office is charging, so there's no comparison. They may not even know one insurance company doesn't know what another insurance company is paying. So so it's all a very closed system, makes negotiating the prices at the outset very difficult. It's not a free market sort of a mechanism. Once that price is arrived at, in order for the physician's office to obtain that price or that, that reimbursement, if you will, they have to take what they've done with the patient and break it down into codes, which are minute little fragments of work. And that's a very meticulous job that takes a lot of staff, a lot of resources at the office. That code then is submitted to the insurance company. It's sorted out what's paid by the patient, what's paid by insurance. The office then has to sort that difference out. They may have to go to the patient to collect some amount of money. That's then done, and very frequently patients by that time, you know, aren't aware that they're responsible for any amount. And so the offices then have to pursue that amount, and very typically... Doctors' offices collect far less than 100% on the patient portion of the bill, and not infrequently and unfortunately, many times that portion, the patient responsibility, winds up in three, four-month collection processes, and physician offices very frequently collect maybe 40 50% of the patient responsibility. All of that long, complicated process adds, I think I very conservatively would say, you know, 20% onto the bill based on how efficient an office is, how efficient an insurance company is. But there's many situations where it's even more than that. It might be 30 or 40%, particularly when you add in the fact that physicians' offices aren't paid typically, even by the insurance company, for two or three months after the service. That makes it a very costly sort of revenue stream because you're always several months behind as opposed to payment at the time of service. Now, I know that you guys are just in the launch phase, but 
where are you today in terms of geographic scope and, and what are the short, intermediate and long term goals? We have launched in basically the Rocky Mountain West. We're working in Wyoming and Colorado right now and focusing on building that, that initial awareness here. As we start to roll out, we intend to go at a national scope and we've been building a, a business infrastructure to support a national scope. We're looking to do as we roll out is first we have to engage the medical community and physicians and to bring them on and even that has a bit of a training curve as, as physicians begin to understand the power of what they have in their hands and, and the sorts of efficiencies it brings so they can understand how to price and offer their services to the platform. So right now we're active in the Rocky Mountain West. Uh, our intent is over the next year to roll out to some of the major metropolitan markets where there would be significant customers and that would include some, so obviously the populous states would be Texas, California, New York, Florida, the, the South. We're, we're going to roll. We're also going to follow the interest. So we have a way of tracking everybody when they do a search. We don't know who they are or where they are. We just know where searches have occurred and it's going to allow us to identify markets that are interested where there where there's a native interest and to move pretty aggressively to build a supporting set of offerings in that community. So we are carefully tuned to where the market's going to lead and, and we're poised to follow it. And for those people who might want to take a look at your website, it's Galen, G-A-L-E-N dot M-E. And we'll have more information on the Shift Shapers website. Question in terms of distribution and channels. Are you currently, do you intend to be benefit advisor friendly? Uh, is that a community that you think would be a good partner with you guys? Yeah, one of the things I think Gustav mentioned that originally this was conceived for the pure patient consumer, the self-pay patient. But one of the powers of a free market that we've come to realize is that I, I think there's tremendous value in the world of benefits and even for insurance payers. How might that look? Well, if you have a patient who has some, some level of benefit and there's some amount of a deductible that's at play in their benefits, say it's just a straight insurance policy or say the employer is managing some portion of that, what we're seeing is that in the Galen marketplace, Healthcare, first of all, is easily seen. It's clear. You can compare doctors and their prices. And when patients do that, they select, by definition, the most efficient choices for them. And in so doing, they're able to obtain, you know, very measurable discounts, 20, 30, 40%. Again, it's hard to, you know, be specific because of the insurance contract prices. You don't know what the denominator is, but ultimately very substantial price efficiencies and discounts. And in so doing for that $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000 of managed deductible type money, patients are able to get far more medical care than they would if they just went down the road of the standard insurance contract prices that are in place. By having the free market, the prices are, are meant to be attractive to the patient. And in so doing, the providers, the healthcare physicians, their goal becomes not satisfying the insurance company that they did a certain amount of work. It's in satisfying the patient, that the patient paid this amount of money, patient received that amount of care, they received this 
substantial discount, and it's a far more efficient way to proceed through that deductible portion or that cash buying portion of their benefit. And one thing I'd add too about the the brokerage side, and this comes from my experience having worked for large insurers, the administrative services or the self-insured employer will obviously benefit because they're paying out that uh, another thing we can see have thought of that may be of interest to brokerages is is another offering that's complementary to a high deductible plan an employer may choose and so pairing with that and offering to employees in the insured group as part of the benefit off is some connection to Galen that those efficiencies would be actually passed down to the employees directly and exploring with employers, even if they reserve some of their money for that. There's some interesting possibilities, again, so that employer groups can take advantage of this price efficiency in combination with some of the other insurance products that may be going. So for for a broker, it could be another tool in the bag, as, as they say, and a way to have some really compelling benefit features for employer groups as well. Gentlemen, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this episode. I I sense that we could probably talk endlessly about what you're doing and where the market's going. And we'll visit again with you as you build out your your model and as you get further launched into some more states. But Eric and Gustav, I want to thank you very much for sharing your story with the Shift Shapers podcast audience today. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. For more information about this episode or about any of our earlier episodes and to learn how to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode, go to our website, shiftshapersonline.com. While you're on the site, leave a comment and register to be part of the Shapers community. You'll be the first to learn about upcoming specials like exclusive webinars and content you can use to take your business to the next level. Again, thanks for joining us for today's episode. And remember, you have the power to shape the shifts in your business.